Dr. Chalmers, and this is Wellness Insights with Dr. Chalmers. So it's this time of year, everybody starts asking me questions about how to lose weight and this and that. And this is really the time that we really need to have this conversation about body dysmorphia. This happens a lot in men and women. So body dysmorphia is where we have a very unhealthy view of what we want our body to be. I'll give you kind of the example of how I, I rule it out, test for it, re- reasons I won't work with people. I think this will give you kind of an idea. So, and this happens, again, not to be totally sexist, but this happens more often with women than it does with men. So I'll say, all right, let's say that I have a magic wand and you're going to go through the internet and you're going to pick out the best hair, the best face, the best cheekbones, the best shoulders, arms, boobs, butt, legs, the very best, in your opinion, from everyone on the internet. And I'm going to wave my wand and you're going to have all of those things. You're going to look the exact way you always wanted and you're going to be healthy, but you're going to weigh 200 pounds. Are you okay with that? And the answer to that is, yes, I'm totally cool with that. That's fine. If you say, uh, no, I don't want to weigh 200 pounds. That's, you know, even though you're, I just told you you're healthy, you look exactly the way you want to. If the 200 pound thing is bothersome to you, it tells me that we're starting to have a little bit of body dysmorphia issues. And the reason I do that is because a lot of people have decided that they need to, they need to weigh a certain amount. That their, their self-worth is based upon a number on a scale because either a magazine told them that they need to weigh that, or some idiotic doctor told them, for your height and your sex and your age, you should weigh this much, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. The only reason that a doctor should be taking your weight is so they can figure out how much drugs to give you. And even then, it's mostly accurate. So when we start talking about this, it's one of those things where sometimes not, it's never enough. So outside of the weight thing, you know, we'll see people who, with surgery, we see this with plastic surgery a lot. You know, someone will go and say, I hate my nose. I gotta get my nose done. You know, I've always hated my nose. That's all. That's the only thing about me that's bothersome. Everything else is everything else is fine, but my nose I can't stand my nose. So they go and they get their nose done. They did a good job. They come out and they're like, I like my nose, but now that my nose is done, my boobs are too small. My butt's too big. This my left pinky toe is whatever it is. And so they have to. They keep having to have things done because the real issue is is that whatever's inside them isn't where it needs to be. Their personal self worth, the thing that's inside their psychological health, isn't where it needs to be. That's an issue. Now, there are definitely things that we all want to change about ourselves, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you know, if you go into something and you decide that you want a breast augmentation, you want your nose done or any of the things that your left pinky toe does have an issue, I, whatever it is. All right, fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't get those things done. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you get those things done. What I'm saying is that if you constantly find something terribly, terribly wrong with your body and you try to tell yourself the reason that people don't like you, the reason you don't, you didn't get that raise, the reason why you haven't gotten further in life than you are today is because of something with your body. We might want to think about what's going on body dysmorphia wise. I know a lot of bodybuilders who are gigantic, much bigger than me, and they tell themselves they're not big enough. Well, you know, I'm failing because I don't have 26 inch arms. I'm, I'm, I'm not where I need to be. If I could only be a little bit bigger then then, then I would be a success. That's, that's the mark. I have to be the biggest there is. I have to, I have to, I'm not good enough the way I am. I have to be bigger. I have to be stronger. I have to be whatever. That's problematic. Everybody's been talking about for the longest time that the way that these women look on magazines is creating a lot of body dysmorphia in women. And it is, I'm not, I'm not arguing that point at all. It 100% is. And it is a terrible, terrible shame that we're using so much Photoshop and we're trying to tell women that this is what beauty is. And then you actually meet the model the picture was taken of. And you're like, you look nothing like this. You're four inches shorter. You've got cellulite and you're a totally different skin tone. And they're like, yeah, but that's what the computer does. Well, the, the same thing happens to guys. 
you know, there's a lot of these guys who are on this muscle fitness magazines that were in movies and things like that, you know, that were totally Photoshopped, CGI, the whole thing. And we're teaching our children that, you know, this is possible. Not not just that this is what should be, that this is even possible. You know, it's funny because if you read the stories, I I wasn't on set, so I don't know if this is true, but this definitely sounds plausible. I 100% believe this could have happened. That during some of the scenes uh, for the Avengers movies where Chris Hemsworth had to have his shirt off, that he ended up in the hospital on multiple days because the things they had to do to make him look like that, you know, the severe dehydration, the, the, the things that you have to do in order to get that lean and show that much striation uh, are one are unbelievably unhealthy. So, you know, and some of those things is just, oh, slap an IV on him, have him drink a bunch of, you know, electrolytes and a bunch of water and they'll be fine. And other times it's, no, we pushed 10 seconds longer than we should have filming. And he's, he's in the hospital. We got to get him oxygen. We got to get him all sorts of different you know nutrients. We got to get him multiple IVs, you know, or he'll have a heart attack and die. That's, and that's, that's a thing. That's not, I'm not exaggerating. That is a 100% thing. If you lose too much uh, electrolytes, you become hyponatremic and you will have a heart attack and you will die. And this happens more often than not. When you, when you become hyponatremic, you die. So, you know, it, if you if you read some of the interviews and you watch some of the interviews with oh, I always forget his name he was Superman he's uh, the Witcher Henry Cavill uh, if you read some of his stuff there were a couple of times making the Witcher where he had to have his shirt off and he talked about how much he hated it and and here's the other thing I want to preface this statement with Henry Cavill is the epitome of a mesomorph they asked him in another interview what he had to do to stay so lean and he was just like nothing he's like I eat whatever I want I drink whatever I want I'm totally you know this is just who I am even that guy. Even the guy who is genetically a marvel and can, you know, looks really, really good normally in order to get the shots that they wanted to make him look the way they wanted him to look. He talks about how he you know, had to dehydrate for days, couldn't have any water the day before, had to eat something very specific, was in a hot room to sweat everything out so that he would look the way he was supposed to look and how miserable they were and how, you know, exhausted and how, how the headaches and how all the terrible things. And that's a problem. You know, yeah, it makes for a really cool show and it makes for a really cool hero that you're trying to portray. But the problem is, is that life, everyone in life wants to imitate art. And so they're going to take the drugs. They're going to do the things. They're going to try to move in that position. And I, I think if people understood, hey, by the way, this isn't how Henry Cavill actually looks on a regular basis. This isn't how Chris Hemsworth actually looks on a regular basis, guys. This is a tremendous amount of work for literally an hour or a day. And then it's back to the hospital to recover. You know, don't expect you to just be able to like, look like this when you wake up every morning. Like that's not, that's not a possible thing, you know? So that, and that's, that I think is a problem. I know a lot of these guys who are on covers of books. I have friends who are professional male models and professional female models. I work with these guys professionally. A lot of this, they look really good in real life and their stuff is still touched up with Photoshop. You know, one of my one of my good buddies, Burton Hughes, and if you if you want to see one of the sexiest natural human beings in the world, look up Burton Hughes. You know, his stuff is still, you know, touched up and edited in Photoshop afterwards. He, you know, he's an amazing, amazing specimen of a human being. But the, I know how hard he works at it, and it's absurd, but it's just become part of his life. And still his stuff is touched up. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, especially as we start rolling into this New Year's stuff, and everybody starts looking at, you know, all these all these pictures and posters and videos and all these things of all these different artists and all these different professional athletes and things like that. People who literally all their, the only job they have is to work out, eat, sleep, and work out some more. And we think, yeah, that's my goal. That that's, that's the guy I want to look like. That's, that's really, uh, we should, we should choose better goals, but to be fair to everybody, we haven't been showing people 
what healthy is. We've been showing people what extreme is. So we show the guy, you know, on, on stage. And by the way, I, I work, I, I'm friends with tons of pro bodybuilders and tons of amateur bodybuilders. None of them look like that on a regular basis. None of them. The vast majority of the bigger guys don't have abs outside of on stage. You can't see them. Like, like they're still lean. Like you, they're not small guys once they get off stage, but they're, you don't see their abs. You don't see all their vascularity, all their veins. You don't see all the cuts because once they get off stage and they start eating their, their normal diet, which is still much better than the average person, but their normal diet, they gain about three to 7% more body fat. They had to work really, really, really hard for weeks to get down to, or even months to get down to the point where they could step on stage. So when we show magazine covers, when we show, you know, bodybuilding stuff, when we show, you know, all these, you know, some of the, even some of this Instagram stuff. Now I hate to tell you this. I don't, I don't want to destroy your world, but not everything you see on social media is real. Some of these guys can Photoshop themselves. Some of these guys pay to be Photoshopped. So, you know, it, it is one of those things where we kind of have to watch out for that. Now, now that we've kind of gone through this whole deal and I've knocked down this whole deal about, you know, what everybody looks like, you know, that's not possible. Don't be that. The problem is that what is possible for everybody is a little bit different. And so, you know, that's what we talk about. Ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph, body, body structures, body frames, those type of things. You know, if you can see your abs, awesome. That's fantastic. You know, if you can't, that's also fine. You might be much, much, much healthier not being able to see your abs than if you could. There's a lot of most endomorphs. If you can see your abs, unless you're a high end athlete, you're in problems. You're, you're, it's, you're doing stuff with your diet. You're pushing your body way harder than into a position it's not used to being in. So just because cars have red zones, they have those red lines, just because they can operate there doesn't mean they're designed to operate there all the time. So that's one of the big things we have to understand is that, you know, if you're naturally a big person, a big woman, big, big man, getting that six pack on a regular basis is not really in your I would tell you that it's not the healthiest way, not the healthiest approach, not the healthiest thing to look for and want to be. You know, if, if you have trouble gaining weight, whether it's fat or muscle, and you can see your six pack all the time. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. That's normal. Now, the other side of that, you might not be ever be able to be a giant person. You're not, might not be able to put on, you know, 80 more pounds of muscle without tremendous medical drugs and strain on your body and on your heart and, and on just who you are. So, I think that the first thing we should probably do is figure out what's healthy and what's possible for me. So figure out your body type, your somatotype, if you're an ectomorph, mesomorph, or endomorph, and then start looking at healthy people within your actual body frame. The worst thing you can ever do is take an endomorph and compare them to a mesoecto, you know, the guys on stage. You know, that is, that is by far the worst thing you can ever do. Or go the other route, you know. Get, take an uh, extreme ectomorph and look at a meso endo, you know, big, big round muscles. Everything looks great. You know, that type of thing. And you know, super, lots of, lots of strength, lots of power. You know, that's just not, that's just not really where you're going to be. You can get there. It's just very difficult to sustain. So that's going to be the big thing as a hard endomorph. I will, you can see my abs now and that's just from diet. I'm never going to be the guy who has the, the big rip six pack all the time because I, I prefer to be healthy than prefer to be stage ready. That's, that's the big piece is where do you, where are your goals? I mean, if you want to be on stage, then let's have that conversation. Let's, let's go that route. Just understand that the guys on stage are never healthy. There isn't a single guy or woman who's ever been on stage competing who's at their healthy body weight. So think about that. So if your goal is to look like somebody and you're, you've got a pinup of them on stage, 
or if you got a, you've got a pinup of them from a professional, uh, like a movie poster, that is not healthy. They did that. They worked really, really, really hard and sacrificed a lot, including their health to get to a position where they could take that picture. And then they went back. Once the pictures were taken, once they got off stage, they went back to eating a different way. And a week later, they didn't look like that at all. Now they probably still looked really good, but they didn't look like that. So I think we should establish some realistic goals. We should understand what body dysmorphia is. And we should try to figure out what is the best I can be and work towards that because that's going to keep us all healthier. That's going to keep us all more sane. And that's going to keep us more emotionally and psychologically where we want to be. One of the worst things in the world you could ever do is put your goals somewhere where you can't physically attain that ever, strive to that point, constantly fail, and then feel like a failure. Even if you've done tremendous, let's say you got 99% of what you could, you could personally possibly ever get to, but you set your goals 20% higher than that because you're looking at something that you can't be and you can't do. Well, that's going to crush you. So big goals are good, but they have to be, they have to be achievable. So, you know, as you're starting, as everybody's starting to kind of put together their ideas and put together what they want and kind of develop where they want to go, make sure that you sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing and has the ability to tell you, I'm sorry, this isn't possible uh, or say, this is possible. Here's what you would have to do to get there. Do you want to do this? Do you want to take the drugs? Do you want to do this crazy diet? Do you want to sleep this long? Do you want to, here's all the ingredients that would require you to get here. And by the way, you wouldn't be healthy if you got there. Now, if you say, I don't care. My goal is to get on stage and just compete. Cool. I'll help you get there. I'll help you walk backwards. I have a lot of people who come in and say, I want to run a marathon or I want to do a triathlon. I'm like, all right, you understand that's very unhealthy. And they go, yep, I want, I, it's, it's a box. It's a box. I got to check. Cool. I'll help you get there. And you know, while it's not going to be healthy, we'll do it in the healthiest way. And when you get done and you've checked that box and you say, okay, cool, we're good. I'll help repair all the damage that you did to your body, or at least as much as we can repair all the damage after you've done it. But just understand that not all of us have the same body. We not all of us have the same abilities. Not all of us have the same things. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. So let's try to figure out the best we can be and strive to the best that we can be. And then we'll use the things that we're naturally better at to help other people in areas where they're weaker. And that's how, that's how society becomes. That's why we all have these ups and downs. Because the places that where I'm weak, I find somebody who's strong in those areas and we work together. Because I'm going to be strong in areas over here where they're weak. And so I can help them. They can help me. That's how we're supposed to work together. That's why we're all not supposed to be equal. If we were all equal, we would all die out. Because if we were all truly equal, if I couldn't do something, no one else on earth could do it either. So that, that's why it's important that we also understand that there's, there's benefits in our differences. So, but that's kind of the big thrust is like, I just want to make sure everybody understood the body dysmorphia piece, that there are things that are impossible, but that doesn't make you a bad person. There are things that are very possible that you just need the right advice to get to. And so those things are very, very important. So keep those in mind as you're making your, your resolutions and keep those in mind as you start banging your head against the wall and you're, you start getting depressed on why you can't achieve the goals that you've set because it's very possible you set a goal that's impossible. So all right, if you guys have any other questions, hit us up questions at chalmerswellness.com. Thanks. Thanks.